0: chapter fifty eight of the d'artagnan romances volume three part one by alexander dumas translated by william robson this librivox recording is in the public domain epicureans as fouquet was giving or appearing to give all his attention to the brilliant illuminations the languishing music of the violins and hot boys the sparkling sheaves of the artificial fires which inflaming the heavens with glowing reflections marked behind the trees the dark profile of the donjon of vincennes as we say the superintendent was smiling on the ladies and the poets the fete was every whit as gay as usual and vatel whose restless even jealous look earnestly consulted the aspect of fouquet did not appear dissatisfied with the welcome given to the ordering of the evening's entertainment the fireworks over the company dispersed about the gardens and beneath the marble porticoes with the delightful liberty which reveals in the master of the house so much forgetfulness of greatness so much courteous hospitality so much magnificent carelessness the poets wandered about arm in arm through the groves some reclined upon beds of moss to the great damage of velvet clothes and curled heads into which little dried leaves and blades of grass insinuated themselves the ladies in small numbers listened to the songs of the singers and the verses of the poets others listened to the prose spoken with much art by men who were neither actors nor poets but to whom youth and solitude gave an unaccustomed eloquence which appeared to them better than anything else in the world why said la fontaine does not our master epicurus descend into the garden epicurus never abandoned his pupils and the master is wrong Monsieur said Conrart, you yourself are in the wrong persisting in decorating yourself with the name of an epicurean indeed nothing here reminds me of the doctrine of the philosopher of gargetta Bah," said la fontaine is it not written that epicurus purchased a large garden and lived in it tranquilly with his friends that is true well has not Monsieur fouquet purchased a large garden at st and do we not live here very tranquilly with him and his friends yes without doubt unfortunately it is neither the garden nor the friends which constitute the resemblance now what likeness is there between the doctrine of epicurus and that of monsieur fouquet this pleasure gives happiness next well i do not think we ought to consider ourselves unfortunate for my part at least A good repast, Van de Foigny, which they would have the delicacy to go and fetch for me from my favorite cabaret, not one impertinence heard during a supper an hour long, in spite of the presence of ten millionaires and twenty poets. I stop you there. You mentioned Van de Foigny, a good repast. Do you persist in that? I persist. Antico, as they say, at Port Royal then please to recollect that the great epicurus lived and made his pupils live upon bread vegetables and water that is not certain said la fontaine and you appear to me to be confounding epicurus with pythagoras my dear remember likewise that the ancient philosopher was rather a bad friend of the gods and the magistrates oh that is what i will not admit replied la fontaine Epicurus was like Monsieur Fouquet. "'Do not compare him to Monsieur Le Surintendant,' said Conrad in an agitated voice, "'or you would accredit the reports which are circulated concerning him and us.' "'What reports?' "'That we are bad Frenchmen, lukewarm with regard to the king, deaf to the law.' "'I return then to my text,' said La Fontaine. "'Listen, Conrad this is the morality of epicurus whom besides i consider if i must tell you so as a myth antiquity is mostly mythical jupiter if we give a little attention to it is life alcides is strength the words are there to bear me out zeus that is zen to live alcides that is alce vigor well epicurus that is mild watchfulness that is protection now, who watches better over the state, or who protects individuals better than M. Fouquet does?' "'You talk etymology and not morality. I say that we modern Epicureans are indifferent citizens.' "'Oh,' cried La Fontaine, "'if we become bad citizens, it is not through following the maxims of our master. Listen to one of his principal aphorisms.' "'I will.' Pray for good leaders. Well? Well, what does M. Fouquet say to us every day? When shall we be governed? Does he say so? Come, Conrad, be frank. He says so. That is true. Well, that is a doctrine of Epicurus. Yes, but that is a little seditious. Observe. What? Seditious? To wish to be governed by good heads or leaders? Certainly, when those who govern are bad. Patience, I have a reply for all. Even for what I have just said to you? Listen, would you submit to those who govern ill? Oh, it is written, Cacaus Politioisi. You grant me the text? Pardieu, I think so. Do you know you speak Greek as well as Aesop did, my dear La Fontaine? Is there any wickedness in that, my dear Conrard? God forbid I should say so. Then let us return to Monsieur Fouquet. What did he repeat to us all the day? Was it not this? What a cuister is that mazarin? What an ass! What a leech! We must, however, submit to the fellow. Now, Conrad, did he say so or did he not? i confess that he said it and even perhaps too often like epicurus my friend still like epicurus i repeat we are epicureans and that is very amusing yes but i am afraid there will rise up by the side of us a sect like that of epictetus you know him well the philosopher of Hierapolis, he who called bread luxury vegetables prodigality, and clear-water drunkenness. He who, being beaten by his master, said to him, grumbling a little is true, but without being angry, I will lay a wager you have broken my leg. And who won his wager? He was a goose, that fellow Epictetus. Granted, but he might easily become the fashion by only changing his name into that of Colbert. Bah! replied La Fontaine. That is impossible. Never will you find Colbert in Epictetus. You are right. I shall find Colubert there at the most. Ha! You are beaten, Conrad. You are reduced to play upon words. Monsieur Arnaud pretends that I have no logic. I have more than Monsieur Nicole. Yes, replied Conrad. You have logic, but you are a Jansenist this peroration was hailed with a boisterous shout of laughter by degrees the promenaders had been attracted by the exclamations of the two disputants around the arbour under which they were arguing the discussion had been religiously listened to and fouquet himself scarcely able to suppress his laughter had given an example of moderation but with the denouement of the scene he threw off all restraint and laughed aloud everybody laughed as he did and the two philosophers were saluted with unanimous felicitations. La Fontaine, however, was declared conqueror, on account of his profound erudition and his irrefragable logic. Conrart obtained the compensation due to an unsuccessful combatant. He was praised for the loyalty of his intentions and the purity of his conscience. At the moment when this jollity was manifesting itself by the most lively demonstrations, When the ladies were reproaching the two adversaries with not having admitted women into the system of epicurean happiness, Gourville was seen hastening from the other end of the garden, approaching Fouquet, and detaching him by his presence alone from the group, the superintendent preserved on his face the smile and character of carelessness. But scarcely was he out of sight when he threw off the mask. "'Well,' said he eagerly, "'where is Pelisson? What is he doing?' Pellison has returned from Paris. Has he brought back the prisoners? He has not even seen the concierge of the prison. What? Did he not tell him he came from me? He told him so, but the concierge sent him this reply. If anyone came to me from Monsieur Fouquet, he would have a letter from Monsieur Fouquet. Oh! cried the latter if a letter is all he wants it is useless monsieur said pelisson showing himself at the corner of the little wood useless go yourself and speak in your own name you are right i will go in as if to work let the horses remain harnessed pelisson entertain my friends gourville one last word of advice monseigneur replied the latter speak gourville Do not go to the concierge, save at the last minute. It is brave, but it is not wise. Excuse me, Monsieur Pelisson, if I am not of the same opinion as you, but take my advice, monseigneur, send again a message to this concierge. He is a worthy man, but do not carry it yourself. I will think of it, said Fouquet. Besides we have all the night before us do not reckon too much on time were the hours we have twice as many as they are they would not be too much replied pelisson it is never a fault to arrive too soon adieu said the superintendent come with me pelisson gourville i commend my guests to your care and he set off the epicureans did not perceive that the head of the school had left them The violins continued playing all night long. End of chapter fifty eight recording by john Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia.